Woke ideology is an attack on freedom and flourishing. There's really no way around it. Wokeism is anti-life, anti-Christian, anti-freedom, anti-family, and all it does is bring death, destruction, and despair. The LGBTQ activism sphere of wokeism is a direct assault on God's good and gracious design for the purposes of marriage and sexuality, and it's being thrust upon us and our children every day and everywhere. The Marxist economic sphere of wokeism bankrupts businesses, discourages hard work and entrepreneurship, and only leads to poverty, starvation, economic collapse, and death. The tyrannical state sphere of wokeism, rather than protecting and securing God-given rights and freedoms, uses the population to further the state's own end, crushing liberty as it tramples along. But wokeism is not unbeatable. It is not an unconquerable behemoth. We win every day by not giving in to its godless practices. We win by loving God, proclaiming his gospel, committing to church, growing families, training children, and engaging the culture with truth. It's September 7th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture wars. We are so thankful that you have joined us yet again on the program. We also want to remind you that all our shows are brought to you by the partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ justice and righteousness and to defend those who stand, and Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. You can get all our content over at the FLF Network, the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.com, and on their cool new app, Pub TV. It's under that, under the Google Play and the Apple App Stores, uh, which is, it looks great. Our content's starting to go up there. I'm uploading it uh, day by day. We're getting more and more content up there, uh, some of our archive programs. So we would appreciate you go check us out, as well as many other other wonderful podcasts over at the FLF Network. All things Liberty Coalition Canada are over at our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com. Please go check that out as well. And if you do like our programming, we would ask that you would prayerfully consider leaving a donation to us at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Uh, you can scan that helpful QR code, easy for me to say, at the bottom of the page. Uh, that'll take you directly there, and you could leave a tax-refundable donation to Christian Week for the support of our podcasts over with Liberty Coalition Canada. That would be wonderful. We do also want to let you know that, as we've mentioned on the program, you can now donate via Bitcoin, an anonymous donation. Uh, if that is your jam, we would encourage you to do that. Uh, our friends at Bull Bitcoin help us set that up. So we have plenty of ways that you can give to us on the program, and we would ask that you prayerfully consider that because it's going to take us banding together, listeners, viewers, presenters, hosts like us, all coming together to fund good content to push back against mainstream media lies. So we ask that you would consider that. Andrew, here we are yet again. And I did want to ask you, we've been away for a little while, so we haven't touched on the mailbag, but we want to kick that back up again. So you can reach out to us with any comments, questions, concerns at mailbag at Liberty coalitioncanada.com so what do you have for us uh, for a mailbag question to get get some thoughts percolating in our listeners yeah. head it's a little bit of a fun one uh, before i do just quickly i want to say as well regarding the donations by bitcoin i know a lot of our audience and a lot of people are concerned about anonymity even in purchasing bitcoin they think if i buy through my bank account it's still connected to me so that's why our friends at bull bitcoin have found a way they've made a way for you to purchase bitcoin 
by using cash. You go into Canada Post, you bring cash, you don't need ID, you can purchase the Bitcoin and then have it put in an exchange or in your wallet. If you go to bullbitcoin.com, there's more information there. So you can truly be anonymous, no debit card, no bank account, and then you can have all your donations be totally anonymous. Just wanted to make sure we get that out of the way. For a question, bit of a fun one. What do you think about the new digs? Matt uh, thinks uh, that I look like I'm in the Batcave. We've had a couple friends <laughs> of do. the show say that they uh, they like the new look. What do you think? It's a little bit different for both of us. I, mean, I don't have a bunch of books behind me and some banners. Do you think I need to color it up a bit? Do I need to hang maybe a, a Carpe Fide come and take it pulpit banner behind <laughs> me or something like that? Let us know what you think about the new digs, about the look of our new offices and studios. We'd love to hear about that. Also, a couple announcements we want to highlight that are time sensitive, some events that we want to make sure that you know about. The first one is we have a couple live episodes of Liberty Coalition Canada podcast coming to you on October 23rd and October 24th. The 23rd will be at Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo. And on the 24th will be at Trinity Baptist Church in Burlington. Both of these live tapings will be happening 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. We're going to be in person, Mike, Tim, Matt, myself, with special guests. It's $25 per person to attend. There's going to be more information coming out soon on our website, on our social media, and in our email. So make sure that you are there for that and depending on when the twins decide to arrive i may be there live in person or i may be there live via the interwebs but either way i will be there maybe with a freshly delivered newborn in my hand not that fresh though well if it happens <laughs> on the day if the kids are born on the 22nd 23rd 24th probably won't be there but we'll if it's give around you the there, day. yeah we'll give you the yeah. day off if, if it's around there i'll be there i'm yeah. not gonna be the baby will come out oh here you go <laughs> hey guys look i'm that's not i'm not gonna do yeah i'm not about that life no, so nobody 23rd, wants that no. yeah 23rd 24th of october <laughs> stay tuned for more info also we want to draw your attention to the spark leadership conference happening october 31st to november 1st in warm South Carolina is going to platform Canadian stories to illustrate the current evangelistic, legal, and cultural challenges facing the church in North America. Speakers will include our own Michael Thiessen, Dr. Joe Boot, pastors Tim Stevens, and Nate Wright. Nate Wright is the newly minted Canadian director for the Ezra Institute, and our own in-house counsel, chief litigator James Kitchen. Tickets are $50, available at sparkconferences.org. Check it out. If you're an American listener and you're close by, make it a point to go there. Even if you're in Canada, depending on where you live, if it's worth the drive, if it's worth the flight, right now, uh, right now, unclean purebloods are allowed on planes and over the border. So take advantage of that if they don't shut it down. Before then, sparkconferences.org. If you're incentivized to do something, you'll do more of that thing. If you have non-registered assets in Canada, there's no incentive to keep them here and expose them to increasing political risk, including asset freezes. While the mainstream media tells us not to worry and assures us that the federal government would never invoke the Emergencies Act again, we're not too sure about that. It's essential that you protect your non-registered assets, and our friends at Rocklink have some excellent ideas to help you move some of your non-registered assets offshore into one of the safest jurisdictions in the world. So email them at info at rocklink.com or visit them www.rocklink.com. That's link with a C. One of the things that you're going to hear is that being an ally, being pro-trans, supporting the LGBTQ agenda and initiatives is going to help countless people who struggle with their sexuality and gender identity. Or we've heard the, 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 the stories of parents who are told when their child thinks in a very confused way that they're a gender that they're not, would you rather have a living daughter or a dead son? This kind of gross emotional manipulation, right? We're told 
that unless we affirm all things trans, people will kill themselves and harm others. That's what we're told. But if we go along with that lie, right, it will save lives. That's what we're told. We play the game. We indulge in the theater. And this will actually save lives. Well, it turns out that's not true. And as I said in the lead-in, this wokeism has different spheres that operate, that have different jurisdictions, right? And, and what we want to look at first is the LGBTQ activism sphere of wokeism. And we're going to see that it destroys lives, it destroys freedom, and it is against human flourishing. And we see that not only because the scriptures testify to it and because we've seen it in history, but because we see it also as the news bears it out. And because, like I said on Tuesday, because we've been off for two weeks, there are many, many news stories that highlight this and other spheres of wokeism that we want to bring to your attention. So according to new data, more than half of the male prisoners who identify as trans are guilty of sexual assault. Surprise, surprise. This comes from the Daily Signal. Quote, the revelation comes from the Wisconsin Department of Corrections records obtained by the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project through an April 2022 public records request. The Oversight Project sought information on biologically male inmates seeking transfers to female prisons by saying they identified as transgender females. So you have these men who say, I'm a woman, so they're transferred to female prisons. That's a concern. And so the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project wanted to see what crimes have they committed? What crimes are they committing? And is it really wise and safe to put them in female prisons? Spoiler alert, it is not. So of the 161 biological men who are housed in Wisconsin Department of Corrections facilities and who self-reported as transgender, 81, that's 50.3%, have reportedly been convicted of at least one count, at least one count of sexual assault or sexual abuse as of late July. The prisoners may have been convicted of additional offenses for their current incarceration periods that are not sex offenses, the Wisconsin Department of Corrections noticed. So at the very least, it's only one count of sexual assault or sexual abuse. So what do you think would happen if those men are transferred to women's prisons because they identify as women? Well, I'll tell you what, the radical trans agenda endangering the lives of women, which shouldn't come as a surprise to us because the radical trans agenda ruins women's sports. It ruins the safe places that women need to, there needs to be a distinction between male and female in certain places. It ruins that. It, it actually damages women. So it's not just ruin women's sports, but women's sports that have to do with female contact. It doesn't matter how strong of a woman you are. And I've seen some big, strong women. If them and I are playing football against one another and we meet in the middle of the field, it's only going to go one way. It's someone will lay down in a humpled, a crumpled heap of mess and bones, and then there's going to be me. So women are being destroyed in MMA and football, we're in rugby. It's obscene. So the radical trans agenda destroys the lives of women and endangers the lives of women. And yet, with evidence like this in the Wisconsin Department of Corrections, and I'm sure this would bear out in other departments of corrections as well, people continue to push the agenda. So this story comes to us. Uh, this is Denny Fornwald and Chris Duick. They're a married couple. They're both teachers in Regina. They recently put out an ad looking to rent out their basement. Okay, seems innocuous. However, essentially... No biblical Christians are allowed. So despite all the evidence of the radical trans agenda destroying lives, this is what their ad says. Quote, we are a queer friendly family. Please do not message if you are homophobic, transphobic, etc. Now, this is I mean, pretty shocking. This is basically no Christians allowed, no Bible believing Christians allowed, which is discrimination of an evil kind. And they're saying, unless you support the agenda that ruins lives and endangers women, 
you can't be one of our tenants. Now, the reason why this story made news isn't just because some couple said this. It's because this couple has been in the news before. So Denny and Chris claim to have one non-binary child and another child who identifies as gender diverse. And it's because they're actually child abusers. So this is the this is what Matt likes to call the iron law of woke projection. So they would say that by not affirming the trans ideologies, you are abusing your children. But by by this evil indoctrination of children, they are actually abusing children by confusing them and leading them to do things that will end up with sterilization, castration, double mastectomies, and, and probably eventually death. Either they won't be able to reproduce or they will harm or hurt themselves or kill themselves. So the, they are the child abusers. Uh, they were also recently in local news in Regina, obviously railing against the new Saskatchewan education policy, requiring parental consent when children under 16 years old want to change their name or pronouns. So that's a good thing. Now, obviously, they shouldn't be allowed to. But if a child under 16 says, I want to change my name in Saskatchewan, the parents have to be informed. But these people who won't allow Christians to rent from them, who are abusing their children, don't like that because they want to see the destruction of innocent children and their, their lives. So this is the woke agenda. This is the radical trans agenda yeah. against and I, freedom and flourishing. And, and I think what we need to highlight is just how intolerant these intoleristas are, right? They're going to promote themselves as the tolerant left, but you'll see that they are totally intolerant to large swaths of the population of mm -hmm. our country in who they are going to rent their their place to which is fine i think that's the people should have freedom of association they should be allowed to make those decisions but if you're Just going to say discrimination call it what yeah, it is yeah yeah it is discrimination i don't think discrimination as the left puts it forward is necessarily a bad thing anytime you make a choice between a or b you're technically discriminating according to the definition of that term so it's not a bad thing but if you're going to be people who say you can't discriminate based on anything like this and even the left would have religion as one of those grounds that you can't discriminate against, then you have to go full, you have to be married to that principle. You can't just arbitrarily decide whether or not to exercise it based on your your fitful whims. That's that's inappropriate, right? That's not something that is is good. So it's pointing out the hypocrisy and the inconsistencies there. But then it's a whole other thing when they're trying to make their perspective, the, the way that they're dealing with their household, normative for every single other person in their community. That is inappropriate beyond belief. Nevertheless, here we have it. The so-called uh, tolerant people are actually intoleristas, and they should be called out for being just that. So speaking of lies, Andrew, and real bigotry, speaking of those things, we have a story coming to us from the CBC, which we obviously like to call the CPC, right? Known for its masterful Pravda concerning anything that does not bow to the gods of transianity and the rainbow flay. Well, they gleefully covered this next bit of propaganda that we want to highlight for from you. So this comes to us from the CBC. Quote, Global Affairs Canada has updated its travel advisory for the United States by warning LGBTQ people. I th See, I'm confused. Where's the 2S and the plus? I... They just, they just can't keep it straight. Straight. LGBT. Well, of course they can't keep it straight, right? Am I right? Okay. Anyways, LGBTQ people <laughs> that some state laws may affect them on their travels. Quote from the article: Some states have enacted laws and policies that may affect 2S LGBTQI plus. So that's the official government document. So I guess they got it right. Persons. Check relevant state and local laws, said the new advisory, posted Tuesday morning. 
The advisory sends visitors to a government webpage providing broad information on how members of the community could be targeted while traveling to foreign countries. That advice tells travelers to beware of laws that criminalize same-sex activities and relationships or target people based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. That advice also warns travelers that laws to curb vagrancy and public nuisance incidents could also be used to target them in an effort to criminalize, quote, 2SLGBTQI plus people. Matt, I just quickly at this point, I, I want to say, so that to me, what this sounds like is this travel advisory would say things like, hey, um, if if you're a man and you have sex with men, don't go to Saudi Arabia; they'll throw you off rooftops. Um, don't go. To, don't go to Indonesia, because they will bring you up in one of their Sharia courts, and they might they might stone you to death. So that that that's what that's what they're saying here. They're saying, you know, don't go to these places in the U.S. because here are specific examples of how, as a quote unquote trans person, you're going to be endangered. And they obviously they obviously include these other Muslim majority countries where sodomites are actually killed right like they give specific examples and they they include all these other places aside from the u.s is that that's how it works right yeah you would think that if you were yeah. thinking that it's somehow some sort of objective non-propaganda mm. politically laced uh advisory well it's not that obviously mm. so it is the, the cpc after all Exactly, exactly. So the updated advice does not mention any specific law or state policy, nor does it suggest staying away from a particular state. When asked for details, a department spokesperson pointed to laws targeting the transgendered community. So super vague. Thank, thanks, government. Quote, since the beginning of 2023, certain states in the U.S. have passed laws banning drag shows and restricting the transgender community from access to gender-affirming care and from participation in sporting events, quote, the spokesperson said in a media statement. So none of what you were talking about, Andrew. Yeah. Well, let's so let's let's cut through the euphemism there just for a second. So the idea of. Oh, um, they they ban drag shows. They restrict gender affirming care and participating in sporting events. So let's 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 cut right through that euphemism. What they're saying is, you got to be careful when you go to this particular state because one, you're not allowed to cut off your son's penis if he thinks he's a girl. That's against the law. You're not allowed to cut off your daughter's breasts if she thinks she's a boy. So that's that's the first thing. Why you would be Second, doing that on vacation? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Wait, watch out for that. <laughs> Second, you you also have to make sure that your kids won't be going to the library to see half naked men do strip dances in front of them. That's another thing that you have to watch out for. And the third thing is your daughters won't be competing in sports with men who will harm them. And so our captured government is saying. Hey, if uh, if you're engaged in sexual deviancy, be careful when you go to these states. Um, you can't sterilize your son. You can't see your daughter get beat up by a boy, and you also can't see your children sexualized by gross men. So that's, there's, there's, that's that's amazing. There's no question that this is politically targeted at conservatives in the United States of America, because this is not something that the government felt urgent need to provide given what you're talking about the the history of you know actual uh, persecution of lgbtq people going on in muslim majority countries no 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 that's not something that they're worried about they're worried about banning drag shows for minors and not providing experimental you know mutilation surgeries to those who are transgendered so there's no doubt it's it's politically targeted and it's probably targeted to you know essentially give political sanction from the government of canada to travel um, sanctions and and travel boycotts from individuals being put on places like Florida and Texas and some of these other conservative majority states that are doing uh, these things. Uh, but anyways, 
Continuing on, the information is provided to enable travelers to make their own informed decisions regarding destinations. Outside Canada, laws and customs related to sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, and sex characteristics can be very different from those in Canada. That was the end of the statement there. So, Andrew, on this note... One Carrie Luke Lemieux, known to everybody as Kayla Lemieux, the shop teacher from Oakville Travolker High School, who wore massive prosthetic breasts, a wig, and spandex, is back teaching again. But this time, Andrew, at Nora Francis Henderson Secondary School in Hamilton. And he's not looking like an outlandish cartoon character. He actually looks like a normal man this time. So we want to show you some pictures. This is what Lemieux looked like last year. On the right was him at school on the left is a picture snagged by an investigative journalist showing that his breasts were in fact fake and the costume was put on for the school. This Andrew is now what he's emerged looking like at the new school. Just a regular dude getting ready to teach a class and this is leading many to say the whole thing the whole event was actually a hoax an attempt for him to show how foolish the ideology of these woke identitarian marxists is and how laughable the school was for allowing it to continue but for now the truth is only known in the mind of this very very weird unique man but there you have it one of the one of the links that we have to the daily mail if you scroll down there's a video of a reporter rushing out to to mr lemieux as he's getting out of an apartment or out of a building to come in to go to a car and then the reporter runs up and he's like kayla where are your breasts where are your breasts kayla what happened to your breasts and then, he, and then he just he's a regular dude with an N95 or a KN95 or whatever. And then he's getting the car. He drives away. And I thought, what like what kind of a world do we live in where reporters have to hunt down men and ask, where are your breasts? But this is our world. <laughs> it's this beyond parody at this point. It is unreal. <laughs> now, speaking of ridiculous and over the top. OK, remember when sodomy was only given one day to celebrate? in our country and then it expanded to a week and then a month now an entire summer well according to lgbtq activists they would like pride comes before the fall month to be a year-long celebration of sexual deviancy queer events an actual canadian website highlights notable 2s lgbtq plus awareness dates because in order to indoctrinate your children and desensitize our culture to their sexual deviancy, they have to bombard us with images and messaging. And yes, they have to exercise dominion over the calendar. So I want to show you a picture. And if you can't read them, I want to read some of these for you. So Aromantic Spectrum Awareness Week is February 19 to 25. You have International Transgender Day of Visibility. That's March 31st. International Asexuality Day, Lesbian Visibility Day, International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. Idahot. 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 That's ridiculous. Okay, Pansexual Visibility. Pride Month or Pride Comes Before the Fall Month, International Non-Binary People's Day, Bisexual Awareness Week, Celebrate Bisexuality Day, LGBT History Month, International Lesbian Day, National Coming Out Day, Spirit Day, International Pronouns Day, Asexual Awareness Week, Intersex Awareness Day, Transparent Day, Transgender Awareness Week, Transgender Day of Remembrance that if, like if, if for anyone who is a veteran, or anyone who has any shred of allegiance, loyalty, and pride in our arms, armed forces, Transgender Day of Remembrance in November on the 20th is 
is just vile. And then that is a slap in the face. Yeah, wow. What pansexual a... Pride Day. So we have events from February. It looks like there's nothing in January, which is my birthday month, which is whew, <laughs> you know, at least I can sell it. My birthday month doesn't have to be bombarded by a bunch of gay rainbows and uh, and and half naked men. But you have from February, March, April, May, June, July, September, October, November, December. So the only two months that don't have an LGBTQ2 plus AI awareness day are January and August. That's 10 of the 12 months. You, don't guess, guess, don't guess tell what? me they're not coming for Dominion. They guess what I'm born August. So Matt, so they they considered us at least. They that. considered us. Wow. <laughs> That's, wow. Yeah, I mean Thank you. Thank you Jonathan Montpetit. Yes. For yeah. Making sure you made us household names and now they don't curate us. So uh, but again this the thinking that this is going to, you know, raise awareness and be helpful is a joke. All this is going to do is mm -hmm. it will normalize and desensitize things that only lead to destruction. Well, Andrew, only lead to death and despair. We've talked about this on the program over and over and over and over again. This is a new religion. And with new religions, there comes new religious ceremonies and religious feast days. This is what we're seeing. This is a calendar of the new neo-Marxist identitarian queer feast days these are the celebrations that we have to partake in to pay homage to the god of self um that is what this is essentially um setting up now you'll see the futility of that right because you know canada the western world was really built around a judeo-christian framework a christian framework i should just say um with the five big uh, festivals uh, feast days in the christian calendar that was the core of you know our days off it still is in much in many re uh, respects that was how the the the, the warp and the woof of the 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 calendar really played out along those christian lines but now we're seeing a new religion instituted in our cultural revolution and thus we need new face day, feast days but th this religion is far 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 more fitful it's far more fragile it's not actually rooted in truth and goodness and beauty so they constantly have to make sure there's festivals all the time because it's going against reality and god's good created norms we always have to be keeping front of mind this delusion that we're we're trying to prop up as normal in our culture uh because it is so contra truth reality and and beauty and goodness um but yeah, that's, that's that's something that's, for us to consider it's a good point matt it's almost like they're trying to convince us how happy and joyful they are by yeah. celebrating all the time and having awareness Please. days <laughs> yeah all, like 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 the like the sad you know pathetic mm -hmm. mid mid to late 30s single bachelor who yeah. has to party all the time and host parties all the time so people come over in an awe and, of his amazing bachelor pad but exactly. really, he's empty and lonely, but it's a facade. It's it's a suppression of truth, yeah. right? It's the same thing yeah. as, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Taylor the Swift. Juno. No, no, no. The actress from Juno. <laughs> Why am I forgetting her name? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I mean. Whatever, point, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's all these, there's all these interviews and there are all these magazine covers where she's saying, I found true joy. I found true happiness. And and when you look at her face, it's it's she hates herself. And yeah. there's no joy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and and it's that this is all. But that they need to they need mm -hmm. to lie to us mm -hmm. because they're lying to themselves too. Yeah, and, and a more convince us and them. A more contemporary example of that is Miley Cyrus, right? Her new song, "I, I Used to Be Young." It's like a lament about everything she's done in her life because it's not brought her joy <laughs> and happiness but every song ellen before page, that that's the name ellen page uh, oh yes okay yeah, yes, yeah. I, I i will dead name that's ellen yeah. page <laughs> yeah anyways um 
yeah, so we see it over and over again, and the cele- celebrity class is is constantly doing this thing. You have to celebrate my radical autonomy. You have to celebrate my identity. You we constantly have to bury and suppress the truth of God in our lives that we might just numb ourselves to the reality that we're under the wrath of God and that um, that wrath has really psychosomatic effects in our lives. So yeah, we just party constantly to try and get rid of that truth, but the, it's the truth same, by is the way, there. It's the same thing, it's the same thing with, with normal male female couples as well right the thing about social media is the people or the couples that incessantly tell you about how happy they are and how wonderful they are and their marriage is amazing they just overwhelm you with look how happy and great we are chances are there's a lot of bad stuff going on there right people who truly people who are truly content in the lord with what he's given them who have real peace and who have real joy yes when there's cause for celebration they celebrate Yes, when there's a reason to rightfully exalt someone and say, hey, my spouse is great, this person is great, I'm thankful to God for our relationship, you do it. But they don't feel the need to let the world know just how wonderful and awesome and amazing everything is because they're not trying to convince themselves of it when it's actually not true. And this, I think that, Matt, I I think that's a great point to highlight this overbearing beating on the heads of LGBTQ activism is they're trying to convince us that they're happy and joyful and wonderful and at peace. But the truth is they're lying to us because they're lying to themselves first. And that's why they need to bombard us with these happy, happy, joy messages and this constant awareness day feast celebrations to lie to everyone, including themselves. If you're growing more and more concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada, And if you're hoping for real options, Barter It is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. You offer your goods and services in exchange for bits credits, and you can use those bits to acquire other goods and services in the community. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on Barter It for Individuals. That's going to be the box on the left. Make sure you sign up as a VIP and get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. That is $1,500 worth of value for $197. That is unbelievable. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com slash barter. Head there today. This episode uh, has been all about the spheres of woke ideology and their life-destroying realities. So first, we examined LGBTQ activism in the news. Next, we want to examine Marxist economics and the Marxist economic sphere, which ruins an economy. So there's no better place to begin than the newly minted mayor of Toronto, Olivia Chow, an actual communist, and the proposals given to the Toronto City Council. Now, this comes to us from the Toronto Sun. Toronto's executive committee was urged to hike property taxes by 30%, tax church and school parking lots, and defund the police, all to deal with the city's budget woes. After being led through a plan by city manager Paul Johnson on how to find a solution to the $1.5 billion budget gap, Mayor Olivia Chow and councillors heard from residents. Miguel Avia Velarde from the Regent Park Neighborhood Association put on his best Che Guevara impersonation, both in his looks and his ideas, wearing a beret with a single star on the front, a similarly scraggly beard to the communist revolutionary, and sporting an F. Ford t-shirt. Velarde put forward some radical ideas. Quote, we need to tax the rich like Loblaws. So just parroting... Jagmeet Singh, another communist. Oh, evil Loblaws. All the jobs that they create and all the thousands of pounds of food they donate to food banks. How scary Loblaws, this, uh, this communist said. He also called for defunding the police, meaning a budget cut of at least 50% with the rest of the cost uploaded to the province. He called for TTC to be uploaded to the province and for the city to start its own taxing regime. You see this, see this totalitarian, this is fascistic. It's 
the state gets everything. State more on the state, more on the province, the TTC, the trans. Just give it to them. Give them more power, more control. Uh, Hamish Wilson, a fixture at city hall meetings, uh, once again stepped forward to rail against the existence of cars and call for a steep taxes to discourage their use. Quote, I'm really wondering why we aren't having a vehicle registration tax, Wilson said. Raise the property taxes 30%. I'm sorry, that seems like a very good idea to me, Wilson said. Of course, it would seem like a good idea to communists. Now, there were more quote-unquote measured proposals the city is considering, but they're still Marxist. They're just slightly less Marxist. So, quote, the city is considering a number of options for raising new funds to deal with the current fiscal gap. These include boosting a land trans boosting the land transfer tax on properties above $3 million, increasing city parking fees for street meters and green P lots, imposing a new levy on commercial parking lots, increasing property taxes, bringing in a Toronto sales tax, and seeking a new arrangement with the provincial and federal governments. You know what would help? Fire half of the <laughs> municipal staff mm -hmm. that are bloated and don't do anything, including half of Toronto Public Health. Just fire mm -hmm. half the staff. And that's a great place to start. And just stop spending more money mm -hmm. and wasting it. That easy. See, if I, I were mayor, I would just all I would do is I would just take a, a roster of municipal and health unit staff and it's every other one red mm -hmm. red red and put it up like i'm a coach with the softball team hey if your name ain't on the list sorry mm -hmm. you're out of a job that's yeah. a great way to start yeah absolutely and i mean margaret thatcher once quipped that the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money to spend and I mean, another old adage is things happen gradually, then all at once. And that's exactly what we see when it comes to the disastrous ramifications from Marxist policies put in place wherever they go. It happens gradually, then all at once, right? Because you run out of funds to to redistribute. Um, and that's what we're seeing in social democracies, socialist, com communist so-called democracies across the world is guess what they for a while use the riches and the wealth of nations that were accumulated over years of free market economics taking place and now they're running on fumes and the only solution that they have is apparently tax more tax more tax more but that's the very thing that has got them into this in this horrible place so uh, again, every piece of government intervention into the economy is a misallocation of wealth and prosperity in a society. Every time. You have to understand that. So every time you're seeing things like this, the, the very solution that they're trying to put forward will lead to less wealth and more societal decay and destruction. Let's move on to another province, shall we? Because Toronto uh, and Ontario, they're not alone in all this nonsense that's going on in Canada. So this comes to us from the National Post. Nanaimo is the latest BC municipality to ban natural gas heating in new homes. New homes in Nanaimo won't be allowed to have natural gas as a primary heat source as of July 1st, 2024. So this is well before the uh, implementation of, of the 2030 regime. Sanic and Victoria are also early adopters of the step code, while Whistler, North Vancouver, West Vancouver, Squamish, and Port Coquitlam, sorry, the easy for me to say, have taken steps to combat emissions from new buildings. And what this will end up doing, obviously, is it will cripple businesses that deal in natural gas furnaces, fireplaces, stove, ovens, barbecues, and other appliances of the sorts. Contractors have also spoken up out about this. Uh, Southern BC might be fine with alternatives in the winter months, but Northern BC won't be able to deal with the cold weather without natural gas as an option. 
So again, here we see Marxist green economics ruining business and people's lives. And just fundamentally, Andrew, not allowing people freedom of property and freedom of association and free voluntary exchange. No, it's again, the government picking winners and losers. What businesses are forbidden and which businesses have the government thumbs up? That is communistic, Marxist to a T. And maybe even better, as you've already talked about, Andrew, it's fascistic, right? Because we're starting to see uh, corporations use the apparatus of the state, especially as it pertains to climate change and the green agenda, to promote their self-interest with the backing of the government gun. And that is immoral, disgusting, and destructive. And no Christian should ever, ever support that type of behavior in society. But Andrew, the news doesn't stop there. We also have 14 cities in the U.S., our neighbors to the south, that are planning on banning, get this, meat, dairy, (laughs) new clothes, and air travel by year zero, 2030, right? Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle, all leftist big cities, have all succumbed to a Marxist economic policy and strategies that would really destroy their way of living. Um, But this comes to us from the American Liberty Report. Quote, the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group has the following, quote, ambitious targets that it plans to impose on its citizens by the year 2030. By that year, citizens in these cities will be allowed zero kg of meat consumption, zero kg of dairy consumption, three new clothing items per year, zero private vehicles owned, and one short haul return flight less than 1,500 kilometers every three years per person. These goals were first listed in a report called The Future of Urban Consumption. And get this. Because this is going to expand it in into beyond these 14 cities in a 1.5 degree Celsius world. Where does that sound? That's the UN. Guess what? Those targets are not just on those 14 cities. They're being adopted by jurisdictions across the globe, including Canada. This is was all published, Andrew by the WEF in 2019. So despite Rachel Gilmore and our our propagandists in the media saying, oh, the WEF doesn't really have anything to do with policies around the world. Oh, it just happens to be a coincidence that all these jurisdictions are actually just cribbing from their policy procedures. The document, Andrew, is gaining new attention in 2023 because groups like the C40 are now openly talking about imposing these murderous and freedom-destroying targets on their citizens. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like that sounds like something that Dr. Evil came up with, right? So all I could think about was the, the, the scene when Dr. Evil was like, I want $1 million, and everyone laughed. They're like, a million dollars, $100 billion. Ooh, it's just like, let's, it's, it sounds like they were sitting in a room and like, how are we going to save the planet? I have it. Mm-hmm. No meat, no mm-hmm. dairy. Three no new, new clothes. Three new pairs of socks. <laughs> he does. I mean, one flight home, small distance. Ooh, it's just like something's mm-hmm. just throwing numbers out. Yeah. It's so, it, so just so, so Canadians choose what sort of country, like, eventually we're going to have to get active, right? It, 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 eventually it's going to have to be more than just talk, right? Like, I think we serve a big you know, uh, a big role in in the freedom movement, in education, and in equipping people to defend their faith, to to answer these questions, giving them the knowledge of what's actually taking place. But 
broadly, we're going to have to stop this from being implemented. We're going to have to say no. We're, we're going to have to not comply, as you said on our last program. We're going to actually have to have the political will to stop these insane ideologues from putting forward inhumane bills. Otherwise, we're going to succumb to the degrowth death cult agenda in every one of our jurisdictions. And that is something that we don't want to see happen. So time to get off Twitter, time to stop memeing, time to actually get active is what we're trying to say to or just all our listeners. Still a little bit of X, a little bit of memeing, but a lot more activity, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, and yes. Certainly, certainly increase the percentage of the activity and decrease the percentage of sweet Christian memes. And, and, but a and, few are still good. And I'm going to say this. We need to get pissed off. We need to be righteously angry by these inhumane, destructive ideologies. We have to be rightfully pissed off about this stuff. And I want to encourage people to be that way. Not, don't let, you know, not angrily, like not uh, unrighteously angered, but actually for the cause and sake of justice and righteousness, a little peeved, a little PO'd. I think we could use from, from some more of that if you ask me. Well, our, uh, the next sponsor we want to talk about is uh, definitely a friend in that regard. Uh, born out of the desire to separate money from the state, Bitcoin epitomizes freedom money, an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, is a 100% self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet in their own possession. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Sign up at mission.bullbitcoin.com LCC and get started with your accounts creation today. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point to request assistance throughout the process, take control of your money. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. So next we have the statism sphere of wokeism, which is just as destructive to freedom and flourishing as the other two, if not more so, right? The LGBTQ activism sphere. And then you have the Marxist economic sphere. Now we have the statist sphere. Now, this often looks like censorship, punishing free speech and religious liberty, all in the name of what's best for the people and safety, blah, 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 blah. Now, take, for example, YouTube's new medical misinformation policy. Among silencing and censorship, sorry, among silencing and censoring all dissent on all things COVID, we find this little bit here regarding medical misinformation on abortion or, as it actually is, pre-born child sacrifice or child murder. You can pick whichever one you want, depending on the situation. So we're going to put a picture up here of the policy, and we'll read for you YouTube's new policy. So YouTube, so under the heading, Harmful Alternative Methods and Discouragement of Professional Treatment, YouTube is committing to censoring and banning the following instances of medical misinformation. Content that contradicts local health authorities or the World Health Organization's guidance on the safety of chemical and surgical abortion. Yeah, no. No, not safe. Uh, any claims that abortion causes breast cancer? Any claims that abortion commonly results in or carries a high risk of infertility or future miscarriage? Promotion of alternative abortion methods in place of chemical or surgical methods deemed safe by health authorities. And so there you have anyone who would say it's not safe to murder babies, either for the babies or for the mothers, and there are long-lasting side effects and consequences to it. Nuh-uh-uh, YouTube won't allow it. YouTube simply won't allow it, which is wild. And if you, we've attached the link. If you keep going through the website, YouTube still says on its policy it's going to ban videos 
that say that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are effective treatments for COVID-19, even though the CDC and the FDA and even Health Canada finally had to put on their websites that, yeah, actually, now that we've made trillions of dollars because of the jab or through the jab, now take your your horse paste. You can now take your uh, your silly medicine. So YouTube is way behind on this. And then we have Finland, known historically for their saunas. And yes, I said that the right way because I've been corrected by a Finnish person. Known historically for their saunas. Now they're known for their overt persecution of Christians. So this comes to us from the Federalist. A prosecutor in Finland has ch has charged Member of Parliament Paivi Rosinen and Bishop Juhana Pohola for writing and publishing, respectively, a booklet supporting natural marriage. In an appeals court Thursday, Helsinki's top prosecutor said publicly quoting the Bible and publishing a booklet about Christian sexual ethics violates Finland's hate speech law. You can't read or quote the Bible in public or talk about biblical sexual ethics that violates hate speech laws in Finland. Quote, this case is a God-given wake-up call for all Christians and others worried about the direction of our society that our society is going, Pahola said in a post-court press conference Friday morning, U.S. time. He noted convicting a religious leader for publishing theological documents would in, fact, would in effect criminalize Christianity in Finland and encourage similar oppression worldwide. Rosinen is also criminally charged with posting a Bible verse to X, formerly Twitter, and stating Christian theology in a radio interview. The prosecutor wants all recordings of the radio interview taken down and the booklet to be unavailable online and fines levied against both Christians. Yes, this is, this is happening now in Finland. Quote, the content of my writings and my speeches represents the classical Christian view of marriage and sexuality, the same as the churches have generally taught for two millennia, Rosinen said in a statement. I do not condone insulting, threatening, or slandering anyone, and my statements have not included content of such a nature. I consider this matter to be a theological discussion that should not be in a courtroom. And though we kind of agree with that, the truth is that the fact that this discussion of theology has been all other spheres and all other instances in the public square is part of the reason why we are in utter cultural decay. So I agree in a sense, but we need to engage with the truth of the scriptures, not disengage if we want to see things turn around. Now, the article continues in court Thursday. The prosecutor disagreed, claiming, quote, condemning homosexual acts condemns homosexuals as human beings, according to English language local reporting, which is, is madness. To condemn murderous acts is not to condemn the murderer as a human being. That's a false equivocation. But wokeism is not logical. Continuing, using the Bible's word sin to describe any non-marital sexual acts violates, quote, sexual rights and is, quote, insulting and, quote, degrading, the prosecutor argued, according to the Alliance Defending Freedom International account from the courtroom. Friday morning, the prosecutor argued hate speech laws criminalize insults and parts of the Bible, criminalize parts of the Bible. Quote, there is material in the Bible that contradicts principles in our society, of course, because our society is woke and godless this is why the interpretation of the law against discrimination must be applied effectively so you can't quote say publish believe or practice these things it's hate speech you must be criminalized so what is so scary about this booklet here's the introduction my god is not a god of judgment my Christian values mean love and tolerance, not judgment of people living in homosexual relationships. My God did not say that love had any conditions set on it. My Bible does not judge homosexuals. The recent discussion on the Registered Partnership Act sparked confessions of faith such as these in Parliament, as well as on the pages of newspapers. People today are thoroughly individualistic. They retain for themselves the right to set boundary set the boundary between right and wrong. They also wish to define for themselves what God is like. 
The word of God must yield when people's inner light speaks. If the Bible in some parts does not fit with the frames of their thinking, it is time such portions were cut out. This is what they're saying. So this is the criticism. We live in a world where people are individualistic. The Bible must bow to us. And if we don't like it, we cut it out. Now, the booklet essentially outlines what Christians have believed for 2,000 years. And now in Finland, that is being called hate speech and must be silenced, removed, and punished in their country. And just in case you think that could never happen here, look no further than Josh Alexander. Removed from class, banned from school property, and suspended, all because he dared to say out loud that male and female is a God-given binary and that you can't switch between them and boys should not be allowed to use the girls' bathroom. So Finland, dear friends, is not that far away. And the criticism, again, is because of the utter disengagement in the culture, in law, in politics, in academia, in the media, in business, in entertainment, from Christians and not bringing the truth of God to bear in all of these spheres, because Christ is king over all of them, this has led to the situation in which we currently find ourselves where you can be charged, fined, and imprisoned for saying something that has been accepted and practiced for 2,000 years. If ever there were a call, like Matt, you've already said, to engage, stop just posting sweet owning the libs memes. But engage, be active, be involved. And what that means practically, you know, on Tuesday's episode, we talked a lot about good church, good family, good community, get your kids out of public school. But what, what does that look like practically for Christians now? It means think about starting new businesses and support those Christians that do so that they're not dependent upon other employers and as dependent upon the state. It means supporting one another through the reason why we have the sponsors we do is because they believe in the same kind of things we do. So you need to get involved with Barterit to help building a parallel economy. You need to think about Bitcoin with bull Bitcoin so that you're not beholden to fiat currency in the same way. You need to think about Rocklink Investment Partners so that your money is being vested in non-woke ways. These are things you need to do. You need to care for one another. You also need to engage in the political sphere. Not everyone needs to run for politics, but there are people who do want to run for office. And so they need to be encouraged and supported and everyone can pray for them, support their campaign, door knock for them, hand out flyers, spread the word, attend events. So all of us can support even those who are on the front lines of political engagement, but all of us in the church can be engaged in the political sphere. We can be engaged in the cultural sphere in doing anti-abortion work and speaking out against injustices and actually offering those who are considering murdering their babies. Well, we'll take care of the baby. We'll take care of you and we will care for the baby if you don't murder it so that this life isn't snuffed out. These are, these are just some ways that we need to think about not disengaging, not taking theology out, but putting theology in to all spheres so that we can be a part of the process of building and fighting in this cultural war for the glory of God and for the good of our children and our grandchildren, the more we sit on the sidelines, the more we allow these godless ideologies to ravage our country and dismantle our culture. And Christians are salt and light, which means by the command of Christ, we preserve that which is good by pushing back against decay. That's what salt was used for in the ancient world. It was a preservative. You preserve the good meat by pushing back against bacteria and decay. So we push back against evil. We push back against moral decay by preserving that which is good. And we are light in that we shine the truth of the gospel for all to see that they, as Jesus said, would see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. we be salt and we be light because that's who we are. And we engage rather than disengage. That is the only way that we can combat wokeism in all of its destructive spheres. Yeah, and sorry to our classical liberal friends, you cannot cut the very religious root 
from a society and hope to generate and preserve its fruit. The freedoms that we've come to love over time in the West have been hard fought, hard won, and predicated on basic biblical principles. You cannot remove the root and have the fruit. It's impossible, and us Christians have to continue to bang that drum. We have to continue to promote that understanding because we have a lot of classical liberal friends and we agree with them on a, on a lot of the the fruit and how it's good but we have to show them constantly that the, it's the very root of the tree that supports that fruit and that should engender in us that desire to fight back to get active to to put forward our worldview in the public sphere as we are continually encouraging you to do on the program. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting our work. Donate at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Scan that helpful QR code right there at the bottom of the screen. You can click on the analysis show box if you want to leave a a donation directly that's tax refundable to Christian Week, who is in partnership with LCC for all these programs. Support our other work there by clicking on the other designations. You can support some of our legal work. Also, be sure to, if you have a business, you want to reach out to us, reach out to us at advertising at christianweek.org, and you can find all our shows once again at the FLF Network. That's fightlaughfeastnetwork.com. We would encourage you to do that or download their new app, uh, which is Pub TV, on your um, respective app catchers. We do really appreciate you tuning into the program once again, and it's for freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Till next time. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.